On it. Oh, my God, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and uh, parts unknown in West Virginia. And this is news that you can use for a Friday, Friday, July 28th, from Courage with your hosts. Well, Ray and and Kimberly. Hey! Because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see any Zach here at the moment. But, I, I don't. But, uh, yeah, um, he was. We were about to go live, and all of a sudden, his phone went off, and it's somebody important. So yes, yes, it, um, it looks like you and I, and and since I can't really work his computer, um, this this could be fun. This is going to be. <laughs> this will be a lot of fun. Um, well, we Indeed. could talk about what Zach titled this live show today. The Fed just yeah. f dot 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 ed the car market so yeah um we could start there how did the fed just do that ray well you know they're they're a pretty remarkable group <laughs> <laughs> it and, is friday and, you can tell yes and, and if that 25 basis point um, um <laughs> increase in the fed rate did you tell everyone that you were on a very important call. The Fed just <laughs> the car market. Yeah, this is incredible. Did you get were you welcome, guys, by were the guys, way. You guys are already into it. Did well, you hold up on the screen. I, I no. can't work your computer. So. Perfect timing. All right, but, Kim, but Kimberly, you let everyone know, right? Or maybe you were just doing it. Pops, the Federal Reserve just increased the Fed funds rate again. Yes, another twenty-five basis points yes we are already at let's be very clear here we are already at over nine percent as the average interest rate on a new car loan over 13 and a half percent for the average the way, interest rate on a used it car does. loan the highest fed fund rate in 22 years what does this mean for the car market kimberly am i over the top by saying the fed just effed the car market to kimberly <laughs> you gotta boost yourself up by the way while she's answering this i can't go in. all right <laughs> I mean, I, I did they F the, the car market? Listen, the car market's going to keep going, okay? No matter what, interest rates can go higher and higher. People will still keep buying. I'm convinced of it because people still keep buying. So did they F it? Well, maybe if people stopped buying, we would see that. But it's, do you ever feel like it just doesn't matter? You know, people just keep oh. buying cars no matter no matter what? I feel that way all the time. And by the way, I don't know if either one of you are aware of it, but I I do um, I do follow the Fed Twitter account. Okay. And ah. I swear to you yesterday or the day before yesterday, I saw a tweet from Jerome Powell that said specifically, Where we're else? hoping to F the 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 car market. All right, you guys, you guys want to mock me? Here's the deal. We're going to do. Yeah, you're mocking you're, you're, me right now. You are unmockable. You're mocking me right now. Let's look at an example, and you tell me the Fed did not just f the car market. Here's a car deal that one of our community members is working on. Right? Yes. He goes yeah. into the dealership. Yeah. MSRP twenty six thousand five hundred and forty dollars. Dealer yeah. adds all the stuff. Right. Lots of stuff. Here's where Lots. the Fed just f the car market, and where consumers kind of f themselves as well. As yeah. well, and you could make a case that the Federal Reserve actually started this a couple of years ago with all the COVID relief dollars, because this consumer mm. has a nineteen thousand dollar trade allowance. Yes, but a trade difference of nine thousand thirty five dollars. That means he owes or she owes nine thousand dollars more. No. 
Yeah. No. No. Yeah. The, no. Let me help you with car math. Okay. The total purchase price is $28,035. You subtract the 19000 and that means the trade difference. Look where is, the trade payoff is. Then. That's different. We weren't down there yet. So the trade difference is $9,035 plus fees. Now, if you're trying to suggest that because the payoff is $7,228 higher than the trade allowance, that's different. This person, the point yes. is, is $7,200 underwater on their current car, trading yes. it in to buy a new car yes. in a market, Kimberly and Pops, where mm -hmm. the, the, the likelihood that you get approved for a car loan is the lowest it's ever been. The rate is the highest it's been in 20 plus years. Mm, that know, person yeah. can't buy that car. <clears throat> well, that's, no, that's not necessarily so. They might be able to buy that car. But what you really needed to look at was it had an MSRP of 25 something. Yeah, this is this is fascinating. Yeah, yeah and they're tr looking to finance thirty six, so that's a little more than a hundred and ten percent or a hundred and twenty percent. All right, this is the call I got to take. I'll be right back. I'm, I'm sorry, I got to take it. I'm. You guys have fun. That's okay. That's okay. Um, and I have an echo again. So Are you really? Just a little one. Uh, oh, no, my. there it goes. So here's oh, the thing. Good. Yeah. Yes. The, my my big takeaway on this is pretty much what the executive director of Edmonds said, Jessica Caldwell. And I would love to get yeah. your take on this, Ray. Because okay. Jessica Caldwell steps in and says, yeah, but, you know, the automaker loan subsidies offered some relief. Okay, by bringing in, yeah, okay, by bringing in some incentive rates um, for qualified customers, and yes. we know that the guidelines are getting tighter and tighter. Um, the problem is, and she does go on to say this, that these subsidized rates are for short terms, which yes. is knocking people out through the roof with their payments. <laughs> If if you have if you have a, a an incentivized interest rate that's good for thirty six months, and let's say you you the the person who was trying to buy that car a moment ago that we were looking at that worksheet, and the finance amount is thirty six thousand dollars, if the incentivized rate was zero percent. Mm -hmm. which in today's world, in most cases, it's not. But if it were 0% and the max term was 36 months, that means their payment's a little over $1,000 a month. Now, if it's an incentivized rate and it's 4.99%, well, then my guess is that that payment's suddenly closer to $1,200 a month if you can only finance it for 36 months. So, Yes, the incentivized rates look good on paper if you can actually afford that payment, that elevated payment you're going to have for that short term. Um, it's, you know, so, yeah, uh, yeah, the manufacturers are stepping up to help a little bit. They don't want to discount their cars. They want to offer you an incentivized interest rate that most people aren't going to take because they can't afford that payment. Exactly. 
Um, and she does go on to say all other shoppers, meaning the ones that aren't able to qualify for those subvented rates, will need to tread cautiously if they plan on financing a car purchase this year. <laughs> what a way to put it. Tread cautiously. Um, and that's to say that if you go outside of the perimeters of the guidelines for the incentive rates, you're looking yes. at what, Ray? Seven, eight, well, nine, ten, eleven percent interest rate on sixty to seventy-two months, just to make your car payment affordable. Average, average interest rates on new cars now, average, um, is over nine percent. Now, yes, I've I've seen some things that, for instance, community members have sent in, where like um, somebody took a picture at. Wings Credit Union, and and they have a uh, an electronic billboard outside advertising their rate. You can get a new car rate as low as like five point oh nine percent or something like that. So yes, there are some lenders out there that are still offering very very competitive rates in today's world, but the average is over nine percent. The average for pre-owned cars is over 13%. Um, and at those type of interest rates, it takes the monthly payment for most people out of what they can effectively afford. Right. And as, as you know, and, and I know, and we've seen um, uh, over, over time, the way that the industry has always tried to combat that is to continually extend the loan terms. Mm -hmm. When I first broke into the business in 1977, uh, the average length of a loan was 24 months. Mm -hmm. An extended term was 36 months. Okay. <laughs> and, and then as prices went up, it went to, well, 48 months and then 60 months. And we thought, oh, my God, 60 months. This is like <laughs> the end of the flipping world. Um, and and as, as you and I have seen, then 72 months became pretty standardized. And yeah. now 84 yeah. months, and there are lending institutions that do 96 months. Mm -hmm. That's a lifetime. Yeah. It really is. And then what happens, you want a new car and you're rolling over <laughs> that 80, 72 or 84 month loan into a new loan and it just kind of perpetuates itself. But um, Jessica also went on to say healthy sales should carry on for the remainder of the year, barring any major disruptions to the supply chain or vehicle production. So that kind of goes back to what I said in the very, very beginning, healthy sales. So no does that mean, Ray, that no matter what happens, no matter how high pricing goes, no matter how high interest rates go, yes, you're always going to have people buying cars, but we're talking like they're robust sales right now. It, it, it seems to be that there is no end in sight. You know, we we talk about and and be, and the only reason we talk about monthly payments all the time is well, we spent a long time in the car business and we understand that the vast majority of people who buy cars are payment buyers. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is all they're concerned with is how much their monthly car payment is going to be. 
And that and that's about 85% of the buyers out there. So when when we see payments as high as they are, you and I say, well, how the hell are the vast majority of people affording this? And I, I'm I'm guessing, and this is just a guess, that the vast majority aren't affording it, but a smaller minority, which is still big enough to support growth in the industry, are the ones who are are doing this. Okay, mm-hmm. if if there's 330 million people in America, and out of that 330 million people in America, um, you know, let's say 200 and 220 million are typical car buyers, but the average of those car buyers are out of the market because it's too expensive, but there's still, say, 40 million people. Well, apparently that 40 million is a big enough percentage of the population to allow the manufacturers to continue to sell cars at the prices that they're selling them for and to finance those cars at the rates that they're financing them for, at the payments that they're at. So it's just a real small percentage of people that are keeping the market strong at the moment. But I don't think the vast majority of people are in the market or can be in the market. Mm -hmm. They're just getting knocked out, getting knocked out of the market. And here's what I will tell you from a finance manager point of view. And Ray, you know, you've heard me say this a million times before, but when rates are high, um, Mm -hmm. it's a great time for a finance manager to, to hit you with a two point markup on an interest rate, for example. Sure. Because the excuse is, well, Mr. You know, rates are high. You know, rates are high. So, and so, you know, you just kind of fall into that. But um, I would recommend that you go back over to Car Edge, check out our resources, um, and find out what buy rate means. Um, but yeah, for example, Nissan, and Ray, I heard you mention this yesterday. Nissan yes. brought out 0% on one of their most popular vehicles. The Nissan Rogue, I believe it may have been yes. redesigned for 2020 or something like that. Um, people love them. I see them all over the place, the Nissan Rogue. So they brought out 0%, but it's for three years. Yes. So this is what we're talking about. It's wonderful and that they have 0%, but can, who can afford it? But since they've done that, the sales of the Rogue are up like 69%. And and actually, I think the Rogue accounts for over 50% of all of Nissan's sales. And I know on that one Sunday when Zach and I stopped at the Nissan store, it's like there were Rogues as far as the eye could see. You know, I I, I keep joking that, you know, the Rogues are out back breeding like rabbits. but. <laughs> yeah. You know, they are they they are everywhere. There was absolutely no shortage of rogues, and yet it is their number one selling vehicle. And you know, if if the if the damn thing's forty thousand dollars and you can finance it for thirty six months at zero percent interest, that's a small percentage of the people that can actually afford to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but but apparently they're selling, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I you you know the the thumbnails that my dear son comes up with, and that 
many people have suggested or just a tad bit clickbaity, um, <laughs> you know, was with the demise of every domestic manufacturer out there and how they can't sell cars. But yet every one of these manufacturers is making more money so far this year than they had anticipated. Mm -hmm. um, they, they have figured out how to make more money selling less product. Yes. And, yes. and, and that's what we see. And, and people forget that like Ford, GM, Stellantis, they don't make their money when the dealer retails the car. Mm -mm. They make their money when they've wholesaled the car to the dealerships. Yep. That's where they're, that's how they make their money. Exactly. Yes. And, and so if, if the dealerships are desperate for inventory, they'll take whatever inventory they can get, even if it's the most expensive stuff that those manufacturers make. Yeah. And so the profit margin per vehicle that's wholesaled is higher than it's ever been. My suspicion is that we're starting to see profit levels per vehicle retailed mm -hmm. at the dealership level actually going down somewhat because well, it's harder to sell those $80,000 pickup trucks and hold all the profits you were in the past. Yes, I agree. And that's called PVR, per vehicle retail. And yeah. um, from my resources, people that I worked with in the business and from reading some trade stuff, it's getting harder and harder for F&I, the finance manager, to make their money on what we call product excuse me, product penetration. So mm -hmm. the sale of products in the finance office, because the interest rates are so high to begin with, um, yes. pe people are just not able to get that extended warranty, maintenance plan, key care, whatever it is that they may want. So please be sure you negotiate the price of those things if you want them with the finance manager in a dealership. But can I read this little blip here for you, Ray, and get – It kind of goes – it goes back to what you said. Automotive News Research and Data Center shows that the Rogue is the third fastest-growing nameplate in crossover segment after Mazda CX-50 and Buick Envision, which surprises me. It also yeah. shows that Rogue as the third ranked in volume with Toyota RAV4 and the CRV taking top spots. I don't know. I'm just wondering if um, Toyota and Honda will come out. Maybe they already do, and I don't know, with APR incentives as well. Um, you know, my, my suspicion would be is they will not. And the reason, in, at least in my mind, that they will not is because they don't have the inventory to support doing that. Um, you know, Nissan's doing it because, well, there's rogues aplenty. Um there, there are not RAV4s aplenty or, yeah. or CRVs aplenty. Um, you know, I, every time we drive by our local Honda dealership, uh, there's like no cars there. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally. Um, you know, there's 10, 12 new cars. Well, you know, last time I checked, you don't need to incentivize the, the APR to sell when you only have 10 or 12 new cars. There's more than 10 or 12 new car customers 
So, but at the Nissan store, there doesn't seem to to be the enough customers to to match the rogue inventory. Yeah. So, you know, I think Nissan's just trying to preserve or earn back some market share that they had lost over the past two years. Um, Toyota and, and Honda are just fighting to figure out ways to be able to produce more vehicles. And they're starting to, to a small degree, um, just as all manufacturers are. But every time we look at those charges, who has cars and who doesn't, you know, Honda, Toyota, right down there at the bottom mm-hmm. every month. So I like it, what it, Nate it, Clay says. Nate Clay said, that? I saved $600 a month switching to a bicycle. Um, <laughs> oh man sounds like my son um yeah because that's pretty much what he did yeah uh, and and he hasn't had a car in i don't know going on three years and and that to me is the most ironic thing in the world because in essence he's really in the car business at least trying to help people save money when it comes to buying cars and trying to get dealerships to change their sales practices but yet he doesn't even own a car yeah. um so it just that that just seems a tad bit ironic to me do you remember what else was i can't i i can't work zach's computer i'm not good with a mouse pad yeah so the, um well we uh-huh yep we were talking about well, basically, the big news about what the feds and the and but auto yeah. loan rejections are also up. We do know that lenders are tightening their guidelines. And even with good credit, it can be difficult if you don't have some equity going into it. And when we say how much equity do you have in the deal? What we mean is, yes. do you have any equity? in if you have a trade where you're not upside down and you've got mm-hmm. some money from that or we're talking about your uh, down payment. And I am working daily with more and more people, Ray, that simply don't have the down payment. That's one of the first questions I ask people on the phone. Well, tell me about it. How much money do you have to put down? Well, I wasn't planning mm-hmm. on putting anything down. Which, which you know, I, as long as I have, had been in the car business, that was always seemed to be the case. Um, You know, whenever you would ask, well, how much were you planning on putting down? The answer was usually, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Okay, well, we're looking we're looking at a fifty thousand dollar vehicle. Do you really want to just come into this entire transaction with, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks? (laughs) Hey, hi, Zach. I hope you had a one. I hope you had a really good phone call. Yeah. Was it a good phone call? It was a good phone call. Thank good. you, everyone. Sorry that I had to take that. I will not do That's that. That's okay. Yeah. That's what I miss, gang. I don't Did know. we I confirm can... or deny that the Fed? We, we've, we've, we've done neither. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 what we have confirmed huh. is that there's probably a large enough small percentage of people out there that can still afford to buy cars who are out there and that maybe that might represent 40 million people as opposed to the other 180 right. million people that, that maybe would like to be able to get a car but just find themselves priced out of the market exactly yeah. that's, that's pretty much what we i think confirmed um but we we've also confirmed huh. that based on your headline 
that the Fed is is purchasing the largest condom in the history. Dad, stop um, it. To, stop, to protect stop, stop. all of those people. That's what I walked back into. Well, you know. <laughs> Welcome you back. <laughs> and I can't scroll on your computer What's, to pull anything up. What's so. your tip of the week, Miss Kimberly Klein? Because we're talking about. Nope, not whoa, going there. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Well, after that, you want to go to the tip of the, no, week. Tip of the week? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what do I tell people every day on the phone when they call in? They're like, oh, I love the show. I love Ray and Zach show. I always tell people it is the realest reality TV you will ever see. And I mean that. Oh and that's yeah. why I love it so much. Um, my, my advice for the week would be, listen, if there is a dealership where there is a finance manager present, discuss any questions that you might have regarding lending, interest rates, down payment, product with the finance manager rather than with the salesperson. Now, some dealerships do have it where the salesperson does everything, but if there's a finance manager, that's the person that you want to discuss any kind of fiduciary dealings with. Here's a question for you, Kimberly, if I may. Yes. Do you think, do you think the sales process would be a better process and more customer centric if, and, and they do this at some stores. And when I say some stores, it's like really a tiny minority of stores mm -hmm. where if you come in to buy a car, there's only one person you're going to deal with, and that's your salesperson. Mm -hmm. And your salesperson is empowered to negotiate the car deal, or if it's a type of store where there is no, no negotiation, the price is the price. But the salesperson handles the demo drive, the, the needs assessment, selling the car, the paperwork, does the finance and insurance paperwork as well <clears throat> and ultimately put your temporary plate on your car so you can drive out. So you're only dealing with one person the entire time in that transaction. Do you think that would lend itself to a better customer experience or the traditional way where there's a salesperson, a sales manager, a finance manager? Which do you think? I love that question. Thank you for asking that because I feel pretty strongly about this. And that is for the customer, yes, I think that would be really nice, wouldn't it? To have one point person from beginning to end. You have a manager mm -hmm. for certain questions and, and help through the process. But however, it is not good to have that one person do the entire thing. There needs to be somebody who is responsible for all those fiduciary duties. But the earlier the finance manager gets involved in your deal, the easier it can become for you, Mr. Customer, because it helps you take control of that deal. So mm. I don't have a problem with having two. That's a big job, Ray. It's a big job oh, for the salesperson and the finance manager. So, let the finance manager do their fiduciary thing so that the salesperson can do like, that's a long day. If you have one person do all of that, <laughs> that's a it long day for that salesperson. It is indeed. 
What's your you know, tip for the week? Yeah, buddy? what's yours? Now well, I'm gonna go fishing. I was just gonna say one last thing about that is there is a danger in I I like for finance managers to get involved early um, for the consumer, but the consumer needs to learn the language. That's what Car Edge teaches, so that you can stay in control of it. If you don't. By the finance manager going out and introducing themselves and getting involved early, it warms up that person and builds trust, which then makes it easier for the finance manager to take advantage of you. So the caveat here is for the customer or the consumer to be educated so you can stay in control of your own deal. Exactly. That'll be my tip of the week then. I will head here to simply say yes. that I'm really proud back at CarEdge.com. We have re-added consultation calls. So for this idea of being educated and empowered before you walk into the dealership, just hover over services, click on consult. You can book one-on-one -on -one consultation calls with our team, $75 for every 30-minute session. So if you want to get one-on-one -on -one help, extra love, extra care, please consider doing the consult call. There's even Miss Kimberly Klein right there yes. all right so we've got an incredible team and i want to parlay this into our wins of the week because one of the big wins this week i see rev nation in the chat here with us yeah. we've got joe popsy i gotta get you on with you we gotta have a team meeting next week i think i think kimberly i think on tuesday there will be 31 people working on car edge are you sure what when did Wow. Oh, sorry. I have another call coming in. No, um, I think it'll be 31 people, and Joe is one of our newest car coaches. Wow. Yes. Join the team. We've got an incredible group of people, a lot of them that are part of the community already. Uh, Joe has a YouTube channel as well you should check out. So I just want to acknowledge the big win of the week is getting more and more great people involved because we're busier than we've ever been before, mm -hmm. helping more people than we ever have before, doing mm -hmm. the things like you're saying, being educated and informed, all the videos and things like that. Uh, but then, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty incredible to see what's going on behind the scenes. You, you are a job creator. You. Yeah. And for Ray, he says, car coach, what is that? The, our car coaches are our subject matter experts. They're either former or, in some cases, active um, salespeople, sales managers, finance managers, people that have sold cars and bought cars at any point in their career who now work with us to sit on our side of the desk. They do the consult calls, they do the texting and, and live chat. Um, they're on the community forum, the email, the deal reviews, et cetera. So it's pretty incredible stuff. Yes. My tip of the week, yes. my, my win of the week, hang out with Joe. Okay, you want my win of the week? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got things straightened out at Verizon. Verizon owes me like a whole day of my life back. Okay, well, I switched from from Xfinity Internet. Zach loves this stuff. I hate right? this stuff. I switched from Xfinity Internet and mobile phone to Verizon 5G home Internet because uh, I'm hoping that the service will actually be better. The speed will be better. And uh, Verizon, uh, it, let's just say it, it takes some time to make this switch over, but once it's done, once you've invested, I don't know, 10 or 12 hours of your life into doing it, you, you might end up happy. That That's my win of the week. What? You don't like that? 
We do so much every day to help thousands of people. Yeah. And you you know Fridays are win of the week. You know they're win of the week. You it's not like you're surprised by it. you're surprised by half the other crap, but you're not surprised by that. And every week you come in and you don't have a single freaking win that's not related to you or something entirely unrelated to our community. Just what do we come in and be like, I helped Jane Doe and she was really happy and it made me happy. Just one time do it. James thrills. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> hey, Zach, I would like... Listen, Ray, the next time you join us for um, a company-wide meeting, we're all going to be a bunch be of little... We're going to be... Oh, yes, you will be. You will be there. <laughs> we're going to be a bunch of little squares on the screen. That's how, that's how much we're growing, and I love it. Yeah. What was your win from the week, Miss Kimberly Klein? Uh... Uh, okay. I have a success story and it would be Ross over in success stories on our community forum way to go Ross. And you know, I always say why, and my why is because, well, he took control. He used his education as Ray says, applied knowledge is power. And that's exactly what Ross did. He, um, he just did a fantastic job, walked right through the finance office, exact knowing what he was uh, talking about, and he got a great deal on his new vehicle. So way to go, Ross. CarEd.com slash community. Congratulations, Ross. Here's just success stories. Yeah. After success stories. Yes. After success. I mean, that's incredible, man. You know how to access this, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Of course I'm on it. there occasionally. You, you I know it now. You know, I, I chat with people on there, and I chat with people in the comments section of YouTube. And honest. yeah, no, I, I know how to. I have an account. It's free. It's free. Yeah, you're not, you're not even a paid member. You should pay me. Oh my god, you guys! I love it. I can commiserate with Ray. I just had to switch over my homeowners and auto. That's a pain in the See? butt. When you have to do yeah. stuff like that, it's a pain in the butt. And by the way, Hard. people, I'm sure you all yes. know that auto insurance pricing is going up. So when you buy a new car, make sure you factor that in as well. Yes. CarEdge.com slash insurance. insurance. All right. You've got an electric show. I'm no, I don't. You don't have an electric show. No, we're not show doing today. electric today. No electric show today. Okay. Yeah. Right, so I'll, after this, I'll be able to watch back yeah what you missed if you get oh man you want to know a real win a yeah. huge huge win yeah kimberly we're doing the car edge um sales event up in staten island on august 12th the banners that are literally going up on the building yeah i got the call right before the show that was not the call i took the call right before the show that they are done so i'm gonna go pick them up i'll be back driving up to staten island next week so we can go hang the car edge banner on the front of this dealership i can't wait I am so excited. That's going to be a lots cool. of pictures, please. Next week. Lots of pictures, indeed. Lots of pictures, indeed. Yeah, I'm going to take your car. Well, yeah, you yeah. don't know that. Yeah, I'm taking your car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> going to get a haircut? Oh no, you just got one. Doesn't his hair look good, ladies and gentlemen? From Duke. Yeah. Thank you for the contribution, Ray. I got to know any year of Mini to avoid. I'm looking at a 2012 Clubman JCW with 89,000 miles for nine thousand dollars. Wow. <clears throat> Oh, that's your starting point to probably another $20,000 <laughs> in repairs, in repairs, especially being a JCW. Um, if it were me and it, and I was looking at a mini, I would make sure that it is the latest 
body style of the JCW. Um, and 2024 will be the last year of the JCW. And they do offer that in a, in, I mean, in a clubman. Um, uh, it'll be the last year for the clubman. They do offer that uh, in a JCW with 301 horsepower. And even I'm looking. But in, you should mention that you've never owned a Mini. I've always leased them. Yes. I think that's the operative word here. A sub $10,000, 90,000 miles on the engine, JCW. The older, the older minis um, had a tendency to get really, really expensive to maintain. uh, Once you, once you hit about 70,000 miles. Now the newer ones have the BMW engines in them and they're a little better. Uh, they're still expensive to maintain, but not as expensive to maintain. So I would just be careful. I would get a pre-purchase inspection done. I don't know where you would take it wherever you live to get that done because there's not as many mechanics that are as familiar with minis as uh, some of the other brands. Lisa McCain. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yes. That's awesome. Or, That's a great idea. Or at least the mini and you never need a mechanic <laughs> because you've got – You've got three years of uh, of service. Yeah. Complimentary I will service. say I had a gentleman call in the other day just to tell me his sticker shock that he was having on the price of our extended warranty vehicle service contract on a used Mini. He was like I believe angry about it. And I'm like, look, it's. Don't, don't, don't be angry. They they <laughs> know what these things cost. They know what's, it's what's not about cheap. the price. Yes, yeah. not cheap to fix yeah. a mini. That's one of my favorite things to do is use our quoter, carriage.com slash warranty. We make 600 bucks, so just subtract, subtract 600 and that's the that's the cost. And you can then use that as a proxy for how expensive maintenance and repairs are going to be because the underwriting company, they bake in profit on these things. Actually, you know, the actuaries sure. do. So, the, you know, so like it's a proxy for how expensive it's going to be to own. They, they yeah. know the higher the cost of the extended warranty, it's all based on on what they know they're going to end yeah. up spending. And used older minis <laughs> get very, very expensive. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, they from really, my really experience. Do. All right, Duke appreciates our contra- or our, our thoughts around that. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. I'll look elsewhere. Yeah, I think, I think looking elsewhere is probably – the right move. Well, yes. since, since you don't have another show, I'm going to take a moment. So we do have that sales event, carriage.com slash event. Yes. You can buy, the pricing comes out on August 1st, 5th, August 1st and the deposits you can start doing on August 5th. Uh, August 5th. Anywhere. You don't have to be in New York to, to participate. We can ship cars nationwide. So please, please, please take a peek at that. The other thing I'll mention is, Kimberly, we do have the $100 off promotion ending on August 4th back mm-hmm. at carriage.com slash Warranty. We have 20% off right now, Dad, on data and coach and report. So everything, you know, we got a lot of things going on. And they're all back on the website, back on carriage.com. I'm really proud. We've built a lot in three years. Like not only the team that works with us and helps mm-hmm. us, you know, do all these things, but like every month it's more and more people that come and take advantage of these these things. And the sales event will just be another another way to do that. So it's pretty cool to see. And, can I answer B can I answer BS Osborne? Um, Please. Yeah. So let's say you chose a five-year, hundred-thousand-mile term that's available for the vehicle. That would be five years from the day you purchase the policy, or when your odometer hits a hundred thousand miles, whichever comes first. It is not additive. 
Love that. Jefferson, thank you for the contribution. Looking to buy a 2018 Corvette Grand Sport with 18,000 miles for $60,000. Do you think there's room for negotiation? Also, is it bad to buy from another state? Let's start there. Is it bad to buy from another state? No. No, it's not. It's I not guess the bad. one expect the one um exception to that rule would be Massachusetts, right? If you live or if you're if you're buying a car from Massachusetts but you don't live in Massachusetts, that's the one state. Yes, because it has to be titled and registered before you can actually take it out of state. Yeah, Massachusetts is the only state to not buy out of state from. Any other state, you're good to go. Yeah, and and if you know, depending on market conditions in the state where this vehicle is, the price might be lower because the market conditions might not be as hot for that type of vehicle. So, yes, you can buy out of state. You still need to get a pre-purchase inspection done. And I believe on, on our website, we have a guide as to how to buy vehicles out of state. I will ask Jefferson's lots. If you can toss the VIN in the chat, then we can run one of the Car Edge reports live on mm. the show. A Car Edge mm. report costs five bucks. You donated five bucks. I like how that math works. We'd be happy mm. to run you. that for they you. They charge you five bucks? Yeah, if there's, yeah, they charge me. Or else I asked Jennifer Kimberly to, to increment it for <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> I just put the credit card in. Wow. And it all just comes back around, right? No, I get it. Except for the credit card fees. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, well, now you will. <laughs> yeah. Here's something to go along with that because I get asked this question every single day. If I'm buying a car from out of state, what taxes do I pay? You pay the fees and taxes. I'm talking title registration, sales tax for the state you live in. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of confusion. People think, okay, I'm I'm going to buy it in Oregon because there's no sales tax. Uh, well, no. If that's you... fine. There's no sales tax there. But when you go to register, <laughs> your state's going to win sales tax. It's just the way it works. All right, Jefferson Slots, give me one second. I wish I could copy out of StreamYard here. So give me a second. You, maybe you guys, Kimberly and Pops, can banter while I type Come on, out. we've been bantering for 45 minutes, Kimberly and I, as you abandon shit. Well, we are Vernon good. We are good banterers, though. Don't you, wouldn't you agree? Well, we are. That's the first thing they teach you yeah. <laughs> when you go into the car business is how to banter. One oh one, banter one oh one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Banter one oh one. Yes. Uh -huh. All right. Let's run this here for Jefferson Slots. Give me one second. Um, oh man, we've got from Louise saying, um, Zach, let's talk Florida. I have a unique proposal, Car Edge Espanol. Uh, congratulations to Efrain who joined our team last week. He is mm -hmm. bilingual and speaks Spanish, and Jose, who starts on Tuesday of next week, also bilingual and speaks Spanish. We are going to do uh, a more a more concentrated effort um, for those communities yes. that where maybe English isn't the first language they need Car Edge as much as everyone else does. Here we go. Absolutely. We're coming Absolutely. into CarEdge.com. I'm going to go to Tools. I'm going to go to Report. I'm going to hope I copied this VIN down correctly. Do, 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 do. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I think it's worth 50 grand. There you go, right there. Yeah. Clean title. They're asking 61. We think 57,903. Uh, here's the real question. What is their dock fee since it's in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one's a little bit overpriced relative to others. 16 similar vehicles for sale within 1,000 miles on average have 21,000 miles on them. This one has 18.5. That could explain yeah. why the average price is a little bit higher. 
They've only had this vehicle for nine days, so they're probably not going to want to negotiate too terribly much. You can see the price history from when it was new. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle of the market, and it's a relatively new one. Yes. Here are some of the others that are on the market. One at AutoNation, Columbia Chevrolet. There's one at Carvana even. You know, the hmm. price is the price there. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you can get them down to 59, but we're in Florida, <clears throat> so they're likely yes. going to charge you egregious fees. <clears throat> That would be my guess. The the whatever the dock fee is is probably ridiculous to begin with. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Slots. There you yeah. go, Jefferson. Slots. Look at that. All right, gang. Let's go to show. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. Okay. Um, Saturday yes. Night Live. Saturday Night Live here with Car Edge. Yes. Woo-hoo. On the uh, channel. Yes. The Car Edge channel. And Kimberly, hopefully you'll be relaxing this weekend. You work very hard weekend week out. <clears throat> we appreciate everything that you do here at Car Edge. Thank um, you, thank and you. And everyone that joined us, thank you guys for, for yeah. spending part of your day with us. It was yeah. fun. It's a great show. Yep. Love thank it. you, Kimberly. Have a, have a great weekend, okay? You too. Enjoy. I'll see you soon. I'm do my best. See you guys. See everybody. Bye. <laughs>